0: A big topic over the last few months has been the shift in power from companies doing the hiring to the workers having a renewed sense of achieving a better work-life balance. That's the main topic for today's show as we discuss the future of work by looking to our past, our present, and the future. Hello everyone, Blythe Brumley with digitaldispatch.io and I can't wait to share this topic with you because for the majority of our human existence, our workday has remained largely the same. It's only been in the last 300 years that it's evolved into longer commitments to the job, a work commute, and now the eight-hour day that most of us find ourselves in. However, since COVID, massive amounts of workers were laid off as those opportunities are coming back, many are choosing to say no to those jobs in favor of other interests. They're calling it the Great Resignation, but should it actually be reframed as reclaiming our independence? Let's go ahead and dive in. ahead and dive into our first topic, which we just sort of mentioned in the intro of the show. But did you know that more than 95% of human history, people worked only 15 hours per week. It wasn't until the industrial revolution that humans would start to work nearly that amount in a single day. And then flash forward to 1926, Henry Ford is creating the modern day workday that's lasted up until just recently. And Henry Ford actually created that modern eight hour workday where it was a balance of eight hours of work, eight hours of home time, and then eight hours of sleep in order to appease the the growing number of people in the workforce that were working these 14 and 15 hour days during the industrial revolution. So that was seen as actually a really good thing. until just last year, 2020. Now, if we take a step back and we think back to just a little over a year ago, let's talk about everything that happened in one day. Travel from Europe was banned. Tom Hanks and his wife, Rita Wilson announced that they had COVID and the NBA canceled their season all on March 11th. A lot of us thought that these changes would just be temporary. But then, as the months started rolling in, and you know you're, you're stuck in these extended lockdowns, supply chains started going a little cuckoo. They started going a little crazy. They were, and still kind of are, remain in disarray. Companies like Pinterest paid ninety million dollars to cancel the construction on their new headquarters. Job reports started coming in with record high unemployment and getting the slightest scratchy throat. I I don't know if any of you people experience this, but I know if I had the slightest hint of a scratchy throat during the initial COVID lockdowns, it sent you into kind of a full on like freak out panic mode. Now you have to remember as soon as you leave your house too, you also have a new thing to remember as you leave your house. Not only is your cell phone, your wallet and your keys, but now you have a mask in tow. How quickly all of our habits changed. And just a short amount of time. But flash forward to this year, summer 2021, travel is starting to open up all around the world. Disney World, for God's sakes, is bringing back fireworks to the public for the first time tonight. And more good news, jobs are starting to come back. But workers on the flip side are starting to say no. No to the jobs that they had, and the jobs that they currently have. And it's a really, really fascinating study that's come out of courts. We were going to cite a couple different studies here, but the first one coming out of courts, it says that the American workers are quitting at the highest rate in decades. In October of 2020, 661,000 jobs were added to the workforce. Just overall, out of all the jobs that were lost in the the recent months in 2020, in October they added 661,000 jobs. But in April of 2021, about 649,000 retail workers alone quit their job. That's the highest single month rate since the Labor Department began tracking that figure 20 years ago. That is insane. So back in October, 661,000 jobs were added. But in April of 2021, 649 retail workers alone quit their job. It's, It's an astounding stat. And now depending on the survey results that you read around, the, uh, really around a lot of media companies right now are starting to put these studies out. But 25 to 41% of current workers in the U.S. are thinking of quitting their job, with numbers even higher for younger workers. Where according to Microsoft, workers aged 18 to 25, 54% are thinking of quitting their job in the near future, with similar numbers to be found in the U.K. and Ireland. So it sort of brings us to our next question. Are we going through another historic shift in the workforce? Going into our next study, which is really a a fascinating study on the independent workers. This comes from Contra. A professional community of independent workers surveyed 10,000 of their independents and found some really interesting insights where independents are classified as people who work for themselves While they can carve out their own career paths, they might be considered freelancers, gig workers, creators, etc. 86% of all the independents that were surveyed work less than 40 hours per week. And of that 40%, they work and of that 40% work less than 30 hours per week. It's really, it's it's kind of wild because I can't remember the last time I worked 30 hours in one week, but it sounds kind of nice. Independence also from this study, independence don't freelance for, for the money. They're doing it for the autonomy and the freedom. This was a quote that was taken from multiple independents in this study. Next one on the list is one of the the bigger reasons why they choose to to stay independent is improvements to the industry that still need to be made, such as streamlined tools, software, collecting payments for, for jobs that you're working on, but also choosing who to work with and what to work on was another driving factor. And more importantly, what to say no to. We have a quote up on the screen that says, being independent doesn't always translate to a better income. Both paths can enable you to make money, but being independent gives you way more creative freedom. And you can make an argument that if you have more creative freedom, then you could take that extra step and do better work for better companies and have maybe aspire to that 30 hour work week, which sounds really dreamy right about now, the majority of folks who answered this study also cited a big reason of going independent is to work on projects they're passionate about. So seeking out those brands that they want to work with on an intimate level, uh, you know, certain charities that they're passionate about, that was also a big driver in this study. So the supply and demand of the workforce is now what you can really tell is in the workers favor. You can make the argument that the government sort of brought this on themselves, all of the problems that they're experiencing uh, compared to the rest of the world where they had uh, not necessarily an unemployment program, but what they had is a system where they paid companies to just keep employees on the payroll. So there wasn't this massive influx of people filing for unemployment, different unemployment systems that you see all across the country that caused a lot of the issues that the U.S. is facing right now, whereas other countries, they just paid companies just to keep people on payroll so that they didn't have to actually file for unemployment. So the government kind of brought a lot of this on themselves um, with a lot of the issues that we're seeing now where some workers, you know, they're making more sitting at home than if they were to go back to a job that they hate. And so if it's a job that they hate or if it's a job that's really frustrating and not bringing a lot of value to their lives over the last year, they've really had that downtime As in a lot of careers. You've had that downtime in order to really think about the kind of work that you want to live, the, the, the kind of life you, you want to live and that in searching for that essential, you know, the, or the eternal work-life balance, if that does exist. So, but you can also make the case for workers also seeking meaningful work, which is that balance of work and life. So for the first time in more than a decade, workers have had that time to breathe. They can find a new skill set. They can seek work to make that career change. That's all happened over in the last year. And if you're seeing the, a quote on the screen screen right now, this is one of my favorite freelancers that I like to follow on, on TikTok and on Instagram. She says that freelancing is more than the money. It's the travel flexibility and it's the adventure. It's about the pure and unadulterated freedom. You have to truly become the best version of yourself there's nothing really standing in your way. And so that is really sort of the point of, I think of, of why I started freelancing to begin with is that I wanted to have the freedom to pick my clients. I wanted to have the freedom of, to, to pick companies that I can work with like FreightWaves, waves on a regular basis where I don't have to Work for a boss that doesn't necessarily understand marketing or understand where I'm coming from in 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 the goals that I want to try to go after and the things that I want to achieve. And it looks like out of all the people that were surveyed, more than ten thousand of them that they are feeling a, a, a lot of the, those same things, especially over the last year as they've had time to sort of breathe and sort of jump into more of those skill sets. Uh, another thing that I've noticed a lot is is more of the courses that you're seeing online. People have the availability to learn anything that they want to online. So they're taking up crafts. They're taking up uh, different creative outlets that they can form a real business around and be much happier making things and creating things, which really goes back to the, the first part of the study that we mentioned, that 95% of the population was used to a 15-hour work week. And the rest of that time, you could spend with family. You could spend doing creative projects. Now, you can make an argument of how that creative expression and how that creative expression evolved over 95% of our existence but it's still one of those things where you 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 have to take a step back and 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 look at some of the other examples that we're seeing not just in in the US but we're seeing from a global scale where even countries in Europe they take entire summers off from work whereas in the US it's all you're almost seen as weaker if you're not working and burning the midnight oil and and that really that work hustle mentality that a lot of us have taken that I'm, I'm guilty of as well. I used to pride myself on only sleeping six hours every single night. And then you come to find out it's really to your detriment. So this is, this is all this to say that if you have a talented workforce, it might be in your company's best interest to decide the good, better, and best talent that you want to retain. And to have those proactive conversations with your top talent in order to retain them or shoot, or if you're an employee, you could shoot your shot and, and go after another company that you have seen that's doing really great things out there that you want to be a part of. Now is the time to seek that opportunity because it's a worker's market right now. And perhaps for the first time in human history, that it's in the worker's favor. And it doesn't look like this shift is going to transition anytime in the near future back to the company's behavior. It's really up to the worker to seek out those opportunities and see it and see if the company that you're with now, if they value you enough. To retain you, or if you'd be better off just going to another opportunity and maybe going after a career path that you didn't think was possible before COVID and before this massive shift and and how the, the really the freedom of work and reclaiming our independence ha- has really evolved since COVID. I hope you enjoyed this episode of the Digital Dispatch Podcast. As always, you can find each show I publish along with more insight over on my website, digitaldispatch.io. If you like this podcast, then I think you'll love another show that I host, Cyberly, which covers the attention economy, B2B marketing, tech, and how it all ties into the world of logistics. That show airs every Thursday from 2 to 3 p.m. Eastern Standard Time live on Freightwaves TV. There are also some links to my social media accounts, along with my products and services that might be of interest to you. You can find them in the show notes or again, over on my website at digitaldispatch.io. If you found this episode interesting and or entertaining, be sure to share it with a friend. Word of mouth is the best kind of marketing and since podcast discoverability has and remains an issue in this medium, I trust and rely on folks like yourself that will share it with those who would also find it useful. Until next time, my name is Blythe Bromleave and I will see you real soon.